When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And welcome to the best show on your radio. It is Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much, my man Harry Douglas over there. Freddie Coleman over here. We're presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80 and always tell you smart. Speaking of play ESPN Radio, after 24 years, six NFL championships, nine, two, nine AFC championships, today was the day that Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots parted ways. All right, morning. Seen this many cameras since we signed Tebow. Uh, Robert and I, after a you know series of discussions, have uh, mutually uh, agreed to um, part ways. And uh, for me, this is a day of um, you know gratitude and celebration. Um, start with Robert and his family. Um, it's great. So much thanks for the opportunity to to be a coach here for 24 years. Uh, it's an amazing opportunity. Um, received tremendous support. Uh, we had a vision of you know building a winner, building a championship football team here, and uh, that's exceeded exceeded my my wildest dreams um, and expectations. Uh, the amount of success that we were able to achieve together, um, you know, through a lot of hard work and you know contributions of so many people. Um, so I'm very proud of that, and and um, I always have those those great memories. I'll carry with those those with me the rest of my life. The words of Bill Belichick after he and the New England Patriots after 24 years mutually agreed to part ways and go to their own separate corners. Let's bring in a man who played for Bill Belichick. Part of his 15 career, 15 year career, excuse me, in the National Football League. He is former All-Pro linebacker Chad Brown. Does a great job filling in time to time here in Freddie and Harry. Hit him on Twitter, Chad Brown 94 Chad, you heard what Bill Belichick had to say. After 24 years, it ends today him being the coach of the New England Patriots. When you had a chance to hear that, what did you think about Bill Belichick? I think the Patriots fans and the, the whole New England region has got to find a way to adjust their football thoughts. Uh, the Darth Vader of NFL coaches is, is, is now gone, and things will be different in New England. Things will be different around the NFL with Bill Belichick not being a part of it. His track record of success there is unparalleled. I don't ever think we'll see another coach reach those heights and that standard again. I don't think we'll never see a, another ownership and head coach be able to stay together and be that successful for that long. It's an amazing, amazing run. And, and I think it's very difficult for football fans to appreciate how difficult that was. There was so much energy being spent hating on the Patriots, hating on Bill Belichick, the things they accomplished, that there wasn't enough appreciation given to just the sheer magnitude of what they were able to pull off. So, Chad, you had an opportunity to play for Bill Belichick. I love hearing stories about people when it comes to Bill. What were some of your fondest memories um, when you were with New England, your interactions with Bill Belichick um, when you played there? Man, the, the the list of of stories is is long, Harry. It's it's a it's an amazing football environment. What he was able to build at that point, I had played twelve years in the NFL. I had been all pro and Pro Bowl and all those kind of things. So I went there in year thirteen, and I learned more about the 
details and the nuances of winning football in year 13 than mm-hmm. I learned in the previous 12 years combined. The uh, the how often have we watched a game and some you know announcers say, oh the the defense is in disarray they want to call a timeout here. Well, Bill Belichick would actually have us practice that disarray look, and we would call a timeout so we can get what was called a Kodak moment. We could see a snapshot of what the offense wanted to do. So just the proper use of a timeout in a critical third or fourth down situation, somewhere late in the ball game, that proper use of a timeout, getting that Kodak moment, that snapshot of what the offense wanted to do, that was something I had never heard of in my previous 12 years. Wow. We did it there. We practiced it. We did it. And we pulled it off in games. And then we were essentially able to take someone's best play for that critical situation and get a look at it and understand the, the formation, the personnel, all those kinds of things were the smaller nuances and details that Bill Belichick taught everybody on that roster because it wasn't about being the most athletic player. It was about making the right play in each given situation. So Bill's ability to be a teacher first and teach everyone in that, in that locker room the the details of winning football was perhaps the greatest memory I, I have from him. And certainly in year 15, where I was released three separate times by Bill <laughs> Belichick, um, you know, the first time was up in the GM's office. and There's a lot of formality to it. The last time I was released in the cafeteria while he was eating grapes out of a Gatorade cup. Um, wow. So it may not be the, <laughs> the most positive moments of my playing career, but certainly very memorable moments being around Bill Belichick and the the greatness of that football organization. 15 years he played in the NFL, part of the New England Patriots. He's Chad Brown from All-Pro Linebacker. Hit him on Twitter, Chad Brown 94 and Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. You took us behind the curtain, which I always love when you and Harry do that, guys that played in the NFL. Having a chance to go behind that curtain after the perception of Bill Belichick before you got there, what was it like seeing that reality that you had a chance to be around that, even though he cut you not once, not twice, but thrice with the New England Patriots? Uh, It was better than I expected. I had heard rumors from people who had played there before that it was going to be a, a bit of a difficult environment. And it was. It was a high accountability, not a whole lot of levity throughout the day. It was a high-pressure environment. It got to the point where after my third or fourth day, I was like, oh, i got to start taking notes and writing them on the palm of my hand before I walk into a team meeting because there's a chance I will be quizzed when I walk into this team meeting. Wow. Every day there was a quiz. So that kind of pressure, that kind of relentless atmosphere and pressure, it can wear on you. So I was impressed that Tom Brady was able to do it as long as he was. But that's where those championships came from, all those details. When I walked into a meeting on Thursday, hey, Chad, you're on kickoff return this week. They're a kickoff team. Are they a kick-it-down-the-middle team? Are they, are they uh, trying to force you to do a sideline return? They're a sideline return, uh, return team, Coach. Who are you blocking? I'm blocking L3. Is he a tight end or a linebacker? He's a linebacker, Coach. Is he going to try to make you miss or he's going to run through? He's going to try to run through me, Coach. I was expected <laughs> to have those kind of answers every time I was quizzed. So that environment was an amazing football environment to be in the best football environment I was in in all my days of playing football. I didn't say it was the most fun. I said it was the best football environment, and that's why they were so successful. Chad, Damian Woody talked about that this morning, how it was times where he would go go into the meeting room, and he was like, man, I used to like have my notebook with me at all times, and I'm looking at my notebook about things I could potentially be quizzed on, but it's the definition of, of being comfortable with being uncomfortable. And making sure that your your eyes are dotted and your T's are crossed. Right. When you think about Bill Belichick moving forward, do you think he's done or you think he's going to continue coaching? 
I think he's going to continue coaching. I, it's it's hard to imagine an ownership group giving him total control as far as personnel in the draft uh, of, of a chink in Bill Belichick's armor. It's certainly some of the personnel moves. Yeah. But his ability to scheme up a defense to – make your offense play left-handed, I still think is unparalleled. As I've been around a lot of older coaches, and they don't lose the ability to coach. They lose the ability to connect with the 25-year-olds and 22-year-olds in the room. So I think that's a situation where Bill's message had gotten a little stale in New England. I think without having your Brewskis and your Vrabels and your Tom Brady's and your Richard Seymour's and all those guys in the locker room to let the guys know, hey, this is all going to be worth it. If you just survive some of this billness, there'll be lots of victories to, <laughs> to reward us later on without those guys in the locker room. The message got a little bit overwhelming. So I think to get a fresh start someplace and to you know have a, a three-year, maybe possible four-year run, get him past Don Shula's all-time win record, I think that's certainly a possibility. If I were an ownership group, I would have to take a very serious look at Bill Belichick. And if I could get him to agree to give the personnel decisions to someone that he would trust – in my mind, it would be a slam dunk instant move for me because football has not passed Bill Belichick by in any way. From Marlboro linebacker in the NFL, part of his 15-year career, he is Chad Brown joining us on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio with Harry Douglas. I am Freddie Coleman. How weird it is within 24 hours. We have Bill Belichick in the page just saying, it's time for us to go our separate ways. And 24 hours before that, Nick Saban going his separate way from college football and retiring from Alabama after 17 years and six national championships, Chad. It's uh, football will be different, uh, you know, not just the New England area, as I talked about earlier, talking about Bill Belichick, uh, college football, the landscape will be different there. Heck, you, you didn't even mention Pete Carroll out there yeah. in, in Seattle. True. I was talking to my, my mother earlier today, and we were talking about these uh, stepping downs or moving away, whatever you want to frame some of these moves as. And I was like, well, Mom, do you realize that your son's were recruited by Pete Carroll, played for Pete Carroll, played for Nick Saban, talking about my younger brother uh-huh. at Michigan State. And then I played for Bill Belichick, and I coached uh, intern coaching with Pete Carroll in Seattle. I was like, your sons were instrumental in these guys' successes, Mom. <laughs> Right, that's true. You should true. be very proud, Marshall Brown. <laughs> but so, uh, but it, 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 I was making a joke to my mom just to kind of explain to her how awesome things were. But for me and my younger brother to be around these amazing coaches and to the, literally the legends of the game, and two of them considered the all-time greats, whether we're talking about Nick Saban in college football or Bill Belichick in the NFL, how lucky and fortunate uh, of a football experience for her sons to have. And for, for Nick Saban at Alabama to set the standard that he has, he has achieved in college football, seven national championships. Are you kidding me? Seven? The, the, the numbers for Nick Saban and for Bill Belichick are just so mind-blowing. I think they're difficult for the average fan to fathom because right. no one else is going to be able, in my mind, to be able to walk in the door and pull those kinds of things off. Um, you know, even as successful as Mike Tomlin has been with the Pittsburgh Steelers, not a losing season in 16 years, he doesn't have the Lombardi trophies that Bill Belichick has. And other coaches in college football have certainly reached heights of success, but the sustained, continual success of Nick Saban is just absolutely off the charts. Chad, I'm safe to say in our lifetime, we will never see what we've seen from Nick Saban or Bill Belichick ever again. That level of consistency, that level of drive, that level of discipline, I just don't think we'll see it. When you think about Nick Saban, 
what's what when it comes to his legacy what comes to mind for you it's always for me the the continual success we we, we here in modern society we love to highlight the the, the flash in the pan somebody who, who does something amazing i'm always like okay well that's cool tip of the cap to you you did something amazing mm-hmm. now do it again Right. And then do it again. And then keep doing that. And do it for a decade plus. And then do it for 20 years. Because that's where the true greatness is for me. When you are able to sustain that level of success. And your program, like Nick Saban's program, is able to travel and reach levels of success. You win a national championship at LSU? Great. I honed in the formula. I'm going to take us to Alabama. Then I'm going to do it over and over again. In fact, I'm going to do it six times, y'all. <laughs> that kind of success, that kind of sustained level of, of, of high achievement and consistency, I think to your point, Harry, is we're not going to see that again in our lifetimes. And I think both these guys would recognize that, yeah, there was a certain bit of them within all this, but there's a lot of that is sliding doors. The Tom Brady becoming a New England Patriot for for Nick Saban to to land at Alabama after a very rocky tenure mm-hmm. with the Dolphins. Um, these kind of sliding doors aspects where they took some of these L's and were able to turn them into W's and take some of these lucky coincidences and turn them into all time greats. Uh, yeah, you you couldn't redraw this up again. It had to unfold just as it unfolded for both these incredible coaches and men. And and I'll tell you, when it comes to Nick Saban, some of the things that I'm going to remember him for are things that not people, the everyday human being, are going to say, hey, that's how I remember Nick Saban. For me, it was the vulnerability that he was able to show, right? Not the hard side all the time, because as things change in college football, I'm going to say the next word, adaptability. He was able to adapt. The loving part of Nick Saban, the caring part of Nick Saban. Uh, I'm around Julio Jones and Derrick Henry a lot. And the things that, the way they talk about Nick Saban to me, it's it's like they light up. It's like they shine. And there's a reason why players at Alabama come into the National Football League ready-made. It's the mindset. It's the structure that they have. It's the way they're coached. But like you mentioned, though, Chad, you have greatness, but can you do it on a consistent level? They're thankful, but they're never satisfied. Yeah, I, I think for, for Nick Saban, if we just talk about the football accomplishments, we, we may be ignoring that he, at his heart still was a college football coach, turning boys mm-hmm. into men, having Mac Jones and, and Tua and, and Bryce Young come out and build houses in Tuscaloosa. Now they have their own foundations, recognizing that, there's more to football than just playing football. I've got to I've got to create the whole person here and bringing in mental health professionals and performance coaches into his programs to help these young men and these very pressure packed environments handle all that they're being asked to handle. So Nick Saban and, and I mean we can talk about his ability to go from a pro scheme power running attack to now you know pistol throwing it all around the yard that's your football adjustments you'd expect a good football coach to do that but a person who cares about human beings and loves his role as a college football coach turning boys into men does those other things i talked about Mm -hmm. ask these guys to become volunteers in the community have mental health professionals come in to help these guys grow and mature that's the mark of a coach who practices that that coach agape love that true love Chad Brown, great stuff by him. Played 15 years in the National Football League. Talking with us here on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Cohen. By the way, we're presented by Progressive Insurance. Drive to switch and save with Progressive. Save nearly $750 on average. 
Last time I checked, we do have playoff games this weekend. We got two on Saturday, we got three on Sunday, and we got one on Monday. Which matchup this weekend, Chad, has your most undivided attention and why? Oh, man. Maybe the, the Lions and, and, the, and the Rams. Uh, I, I see so many of these games as most likely being one-sided. Obviously, the, the Dolphins going out to play the Chiefs. You know, Of all the teams in the NFL, the most poorly equipped and play in poor weather is going to be the Miami Dolphins. Mm-hmm. The Pittsburgh Steelers and the Bills. The Steelers without T.J. Watt, who's won two or three games, maybe four games for them by himself with timely plays. There's not enough offense for the Steelers to beat the Bills. When I look at this Rams-Lions game, the Rams may be the hottest team going into the playoffs, winning seven of their last eight. The Lions starting off very hot, kind of getting uh, kind of exposed there at the end. But they play with a lot of toughness that comes from their coach, that mental toughness that Dan Campbell brings. So of the matchups this weekend, uh, I'm seeing this as perhaps the, the, the one that I'm most unsure about how it's actually going to uh, play out. So here's another very intriguing one. When you look at the Green Bay Packers, they're going to go to Arlington, Texas at AT&T Stadium and take on the number two seed at Dallas Cowboys. Is it fair or unfair to say Mike McCarthy is coaching for his job on Sunday? Wow. I, I, I know that may not be the the popular take, but I, I think so. I know that Jerry Jones and Bill Belichick have had a lot of communication over the years and a lot of mutual admiration. And for Jerry Jones to look at Mike McCarthy and look at his football team and go, you know what, I can bring in Bill Belichick. The ship's already going in the right direction. He can get us in the absolute perfect head and true north direction. And I only need a couple of years while I'm under this Dak Prescott Super Bowl window to do that. And this is the guy to do that. So I think, yeah, you're hitting on something that's may not be a big talking point in the media across the country, but I think it's certainly true for for Jerry Jones to look at Mike McCarthy versus the opportunity to bring in Bill Belichick depending on how this go, game goes on Sunday. How can the Eagles find their mental manhood again and not lose to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? <laughs> it's manhood again. Mental manhood. Because that was taken away when they were running them You're out right. versus San Francisco 100%. and they dragged them up and down the football field that day. They haven't been the same thing since. So how do they find that again, Chad, and not lose on Monday night? Yeah, when you lose five of your last six and you go into the playoffs limping, I've gone into the playoffs limping. It's not a good feeling. And the, I think the only thing the Eagles can hang their hat on is while they may not have played like they're the better team the last six weeks of the season, they are a better team than right. the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So all they need to do is just find a way, and it sounds very simple when you say it like that, Chad Brown. All you need to do <laughs> is find a way to tap into your better team and just play like you guys can play. I think they've they've been trying to – hit grand slams and there are no grand slams in in, in football it's always one play at a time Mm -hmm. one drive at a time and so for them to simplify the messaging hey we don't need to go out here and play spectacular we just need to be ourselves do the ordinary things at a very high level play one play at a time and i think the eagles should win this ball game so let's just say hypothetically they lose this ball game is nick seriani Going to be the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles moving forward? Ooh. Man. I would think so. I I, I would think so. Um, You got me thinking, though. Right. (laughs) You got me thinking. Uh Uh, With uh, the Lori ownership group, um, 
they've had a lot of success there, but at the same time, they've gotten rid of a Super Bowl winning coach in the past, in the recent past. So I would not put it past them, depending on how this game goes. If this Eagle team shows up and plays with fight and does some of the things I just talked about, then yeah, I think Nick Sirianni is still on the sideline for the Philadelphia Eagles. If they go out and lay an egg and play like they've played in some of these losses, five of their last six, and they can't find a way to get even remotely back on track, then I think Jeffrey Lurie and that ownership group there is going to have some discussions about is it time to move on, particularly with some of the talented coaches who are available. Mike Vrabel is a very talented coach, and we just spent you know a third of this call talking about the accolades for Bill Belichick. So there's some coaches out there who you could say, Hey, it may not be a massive upgrade, but at least we could achieve something different than what we're getting with Nick Sariani and be at a very, very high NFL coaching level. Fantastic stuff by Chad Brown. Played 15 years in the National Football League. If you get a chance, you want to talk football, hit him up on Twitter. He's a great follow at ChadBrown94. Always gracious with his time and his expertise and also being cut three times with Bill Belichick. A lot of people would not <laughs> want to recount that story, but he did not mind telling that on Freddie and Harry. Can't wait to catch up with you soon, Chad. Thank you so much and enjoy the weekend, too. Thanks for having me on, guys. Have a good one. Enjoy it. He's Harry Dell. Hit him on Twitter, HDouglas83. I'm Freddie Coleman. Hit me on Twitter, Coleman ESPN, part of Freddie and Harry. We want to find out from you at 888-729-3776. say ESPN on the Dr. Pepper call in line. Who is going to be harder to replace, Nick Saban in Alabama or Bill Belichick with the Patriots? We'll give you our answers, and we'll hear from you at 888-729-3776. Who's going to be harder to replace, Nick Saban in Alabama or Bill Belichick with the Patriots. We'll get all of that after Harry gives you all of this from Vivid Seats. Check off that New Year's bucket list with tickets from Vivid Seats, your home for every tackle, slap shot, and slam dunk. Visit Vivid Seats, excuse me, as Vivid Seats celebrates fandom with unbeatable rewards like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. With Vivid Seats rewards, you you earn with every purchase. From tip-off to final buzzer, Vivid Seats has a great selection and great prices on all the 2024 games that matter to you. Just visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. 
That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. He's Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman, together presented by Progressive Insurance on Freddie and Harry on Sirius XM Channel 80. And always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. We'll get to your calls and our answers as well. Which head coach is going to be harder to replace with their teams? New England trying to replace Bill Belichick after 24 years. They mutually agreed to part ways today. Or Nick Saban being replaced at Alabama after 17 years, six national championships, and nine SEC championships. You'll get our answers and your calls on the Dr. Pepper call-in line at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. But real quick, one of our favorites is Unique in New Jersey. We're here for him. We're always here for him. He has something to say about Bill Belichick and his future destination in 2024. What's up, Unique? My brothers, my brothers, my dogs. What's happening? What's up, baby? I can't call it, man. Listen, I was getting myself together, man, because, you know, I'm about to get up out of here and head down that way, man, you know, uh, uh, you know, for game time. I, I thought I heard a caller mm-hmm. call in there and say somebody named Bill Belichick to mm-hmm. Dallas? Yeah, Art of North Carolina. Yeah, okay, Art. Right. Art must be on that 1738. It's a main drink. But listen, let me explain, Art. <laughs> Art, I mean, Bill Belichick, Jerry needs to win now. You understand what I'm saying? He can't hire somebody that's 100 years old and expect <laughs> to get a chip. I need this chip now. There's no – we might as well hire Biden, man, put him on the sidelines. He's going to go get Belichick. Wow. Belichick is done. He's done, man. I don't, I don't want no parts of Belichick. He did a great – you saw what happened when Tom left, right? He'll come in there and try to get Dak out of there, man. Listen, leave Belichick alone. Let him go coach some high school or, or get a podcast. Love, peace, and happiness to the brothers. <laughs> oh, I told y'all, Unique got to be one of our funniest callers, man. Always brings Absolutely. the energy. And I love how passionate he is when he talks about his team, the Dallas Cowboys. I would say this. Me personally, I don't think Bill Belichick would be a good fit for the Dallas Cowboys. On top of Freddie, I, I I didn't think about this too late. Mm-hmm. You think he want to ask questions every day about who's better, Lawrence Taylor or Michael Parsons? He Ooh. doesn't want to answer any questions. Exactly. I don't care if it's Parsons <laughs> Lawrence or Parsons Michael. He doesn't want to answer any questions like that. And Dallas, that media is white hot mm-hmm. when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys. But believe me, we've seen desperate people do desperate things. We have. Especially when you've been a championship-less organization like the Dallas Cowboys have been since 1996. I don't think it's going to happen either, but for our show, and you know me, I root for the show. If it did, it would be catnip for Freddie Coleman and Harry Douglas. Well, don't look at me that way. No, we will have some fun with that one. As, as compared to what? Like we don't have fun every day? What? Between no, three well, and I mean, seven? It, it, well, we'll have super fun. <laughs> oh, it would be super fun. This is a job for super fun. Yeah, that's what it would be, no doubt about that. But who's going to be harder to replace? Alabama trying to replace Nick Saban or New England trying to replace Bill Belichick and why? For me, I'm going to go with Nick Saban. You look at the consistency. Uh, the last four years for Nick Saban, it wasn't what we've seen from Bill Belichick, right? He made the college football playoffs this year. Also, when you look at the recruiting landscape of things, there are a lot of those young men, or just about all of those young men, went to yeah. Alabama, decided to go to Alabama because of a guy named Nick Saban. Okay. And right. I, I just look at how he was able to win 
with every type of quarterback you can possibly think of. Blake Sims. <laughs> when, when you, when you yes. look at Bill Belichick, it, it, you know, Tom Brady mm-hmm. was, you know, the number one player on all those Super Bowl teams when they were able to win those chips. So, I, in my opinion, it's going to be Nick Saban. Okay. Joseph Albanese agrees with you on Twitter, Coleman ESPN at HDouglas83. He says, Saban in Alabama. You go play football to Alabama to be coached by Nick Saban, knowing he will prepare you for the NFL. You go to New England to play football for Bill Belichick while making a ton of money. The Bill Belichick factor is an added bonus. But another Joe agrees with me. Ooh. I think it's Bill Belichick. And Joe says the NFL is set up for teams to go 8-8, eight 9-8, and 9-8, eight, and eight, while college is set up for teams to either be dominant or trash. I know you're exactly right. That it looked a lot better when Tom Brady was there to cover up a multitude of sins with Bill Belichick and misses in the draft and misses in free agency. His next destination, he won't have to worry about that because he's not going to be the GM. If you're the Patriots, you've had a culture for 20 years, even though the last four years was, in the words of Shaquille O'Neal, horror awful, horrible and awful together when it comes to the Patriots. But replacing icons in college is difficult. But in this day and age in the NFL, replacing those kind of guys, a guy that dominated, allowed your organization to dominate for 20 years, and you won six Super Bowl championships. And anytime you thought about a Super Bowl, you said the road through the AFC goes through New England. It's going to be difficult either way. To me, there's no wrong answer here. But in the NFL, where it's so hard to win regular season games, and it's so hard to win playoff games, and do that for 20 years like he did, I think that's going to be a little bit more difficult replacing him in New England than replacing Saban in Alabama. Do you believe there's this small piece of Bill Belichick that says, you know what, I do want to still coach, and here's another reason why. What's that? Tom Brady was able to go win without me. I need to I need to win one without Tom. Oh, hell yeah, because he has a massive ego just like Tom Brady does. There's no doubt about it because Brady, whatever that argument has been, who, who benefited the other more? Well, right now Brady's winning that argument. Because he won a championship without, without Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick only made one playoff game without Tom Brady. Tom Brady was in the playoffs each and every year. And then now, and until they lost to Dallas last year, won a playoff game. So yeah, right now, that argument that I hate, but he's winning that part of the argument <laughs> that Brady benefited Belichick more than Belichick benefited Brady. That's where we stand. Which head coach would be hard to replace? Saban at Alabama or Belichick with New England? Harry believes it's Saban. I believe it's Belichick. What about you at 888-729-3776? It's time to hear what you have to say on the Dr. Pepper calling line on Freddie and Harry. Josh in Kentucky, hard to replace. Saving in Alabama or Belichick in New England and why? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking the call. Love the show. Thank you all every day for making the drive home. A nice little unwinding drive with a good laugh. Um, But I do think Saban is going to be much harder to replace uh, simply because you got to look at the recruiting factor. Most people go to Alabama for him, for that. The fact that, you know, man, if I go play here, 99% chance I'm going to get into the playoff, possibly a national championship possibility, whereas guys in the NFL are going to be drafted. And, yeah, nowadays we see guys who can kind of push where they want to be drafted, a.k.a. Caleb Williams. But for the most part, you're going to go where you're drafted, and then you can get traded and so on from there. But with college – it's all about, you know, you, you're going to want to go where you think you're going to win right away, maybe in a year or two, because you're going to go to the draft. Um, and you look at also, look at the safe and coaching tree, all of his success that's come from his coordinators that have moved on to other schools, whereas the guys under Belichick did okay, but not as well. And, you know, this is crazy scenario. We're talking about Belichick to Dallas, but what about Pete Carroll to New England, taking Russell Wilson with him? Because now you have somebody to ease that blow who's not only one at the pro level, but at the college level. So 
Uh, it's going to be a lot harder to find somebody who can do what Saban did, I think. But thank you, guys. Have a blessed day. You too, Josh. Have a blessed day. Great phone call, number one. He hasn't swayed me, but he made some compelling points. I know. Regarding Nick Saban. And I also wonder this, and Josh, when he said that about replacing Saban, it triggered this in my mind. Getting out at the right time in terms of NIL and portal, but now the college football playoffs can involve 12 teams. It makes it that much harder mm-hmm. to win a national championship starting in 2024. It's more NFL now, Harry, when it comes to winning a national championship in college football starting in 2024 than it's ever been in college football. Well, that's why I don't believe we're ever going to see what we've seen from Nick Saban again in college football. I agree with that. It's, yeah. it's, it's going to be more teams with an opportunity. And all you have to do if you're a team not named one of these powerhouse schools that we so accustomed to seeing right. is be better than that football team on that day. That's true. And you knock them out. Yeah. yeah. Even if you got to buy, you got to win three games yeah. to win a national championship. That's a great, great point. Timothy in California, who's going to be hard to replace? Is it Belichick in New England or Nick Saban in Alabama and why? Uh, I chose uh, Belichick because it's just a history, even though Nick Saban does have a history. But I think if you get a fresh uh, young coach in the, uh, in the college, you know, with the NIL rules and all that, all that's going on, it's easier. But as far as for the NFL and uh, for the Patriots, the expectation as far as what's needed for what uh, Belichick had already done there, it's, it's going to be harder for him to place a uh, re-replace. And Freddie, I just wanted to say this: uh, I tuned in like maybe three or four weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I just had tuned in. But <laughs> somebody had said something to you about you not knowing about uh, NBA history, and you got him together so quick. I was like, <laughs> it was so funny. I was just laughing through the whole thing, but I felt bad for the guy. I wanted to call him to see if he was okay, but it was just hilarious. Man. Great job. You kept it professional, but. You kept it really professional, but you did what you had to do. I'd rather not do that at times. At Timothy in California, we appreciate the kind words and the call and also the memory as well when it comes to that. I'd rather not do things like that. But, but my, sometimes you got a chin check. Well, as my dad, Freddie Coleman Jr., a proud native son of Alabama, told me a long time ago, hey, son, sometimes people learn and then sometimes people have to be taught. Yep. He said, how you do it, how you go about it, <laughs> okay, but <laughs> well, sometimes. Know, Grandma used to tell me, boy, you better go learn them. Go learn them, boy. I've heard that since my grandma, <laughs> Pearl Lee, used to say that to my dad and his siblings. The matter of fact, if I have to learn you. <laughs> Freddie, we, we normally don't see that side of you, but I, yeah. I when it happened, I was hyped. I'm not going to lie. You really I were. I was hyped. I was hyped. I, Devin Kane and Shannon Penn took really perverse satisfaction <laughs> in me doing that because they it wasn't expected. No one expects that. Look, look Freddie, I thought she was going to hit him with, I'm only going to do this one time. I'm only going to dress this publicly one time. <laughs> but but it was also funny. Remember the guy that called into the show and, and, and thought he was going to be asking us stuff when we asked oh, him yeah, a question? Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, uh, that no, was the guy from Michigan about what, Michigan what, football. What you're yeah. not going to do is ask me when I asked you. <laughs> <laughs> we don't mind civil discourse. We don't want it to get like that. But sometimes when it does, remember, we're all adults here. You yep. keep an adult, we'll be fine. You get less than adult, then I have to learn you or get learned. He's Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together. And Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. Keep weighing in at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Which head coach will be hard to replace? Nick Saban in Alabama or Bill Belichick with New England, 888-729-3776. And speaking of Nick Saban, he had a sit-down with Reese Davis on college game day, and he let it be known this is why he decided – now was the time to step away from Alabama and college football. The words of Nick Saban next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast.
He's Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman, together presented by Progressive Insurance on Sirius XM Channel 80 and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Patriots owner Robert Kraft said this about his organization moving on from Bill Belichick after 24 years. Bill mentioned yesterday uh, we met and mutually agreed to part ways. It's what he said after that that probably raised Belichick's eyebrows. That comes your way in about 15 minutes. And plenty of eyebrows were raised when Nick Saban decided after 287 wins, seven national championships, 28 years in college football, that yesterday was now the time for him to say, I'm walking away from college football. 24 hours later, he had a chance to sit down with College Game Days, ESPN College Game Days, Reese Davis. And he said, this is why the time was now for Nick Saban to say, it's time for me to get out of here. No, I don't think there's any good time, especially when you're a coach, because once you're a coach, you think you're going to be a coach forever. But I actually thought that uh, in hiring coaches, uh, recruiting players, uh, that my age started to become a little bit of an issue. People wanted uh, assurances that I would be here for three years, five years, whatever, and that got harder and harder for me to be honest about. And to be honest, this last season uh, was grueling. Uh, It was a real grind uh, for us to come from where we started to where we got to. Uh, Took a little, little more out of me than usual. And, you know, when people mentioned the health issue, it was really just the grind of can you do this the way you want to do it? Can you do it the way you've always done it and be able to sustain it and do it for the entire season? And if I couldn't make a commitment to do that in the future, uh, the way I I think I have to do it, um, I thought maybe this was the right time based on those two sets of circumstances uh, that, um, like I said, there's never a good time. That was powerful. Um, but it also goes to show you that even someone that's glorified like Nick Saban, they go through things as well. And he just mentioned that this season was grueling. It was a grind. And it took a toll on his body, probably physically and also his mind mentally. But also the simple fact when you're going to recruit, you know, parents and players probably asking you, hey, how long are you going to be there? You know, you're not getting any younger. So those are two valid things, in my opinion, that allowed Nick Saban to step away from the game that he loves so much. And I respect it because, number one, he doesn't want to cheat the kids at the university. And number two, he doesn't want to cheat the kids that he's recruiting. You know who Nick Saban turned out to be? Danny Glover and Lethal Weapon. (laughs) I'm too old for this. (laughs) I'm too old for this, bleep, because you hear it. This Usually Nick Saban can be very calculating. He will take his time to make decisions or what he's going to do. It's like it's as if he woke up and said, I don't want to do this anymore. I know I t- I, I'm, I'm trying to hire assistants. I know i got to call recruits. But you know what? I've had it. I'm not going to do this anymore. At my age, I'm too old for this, bleep. And usually guys like that who are wired differently like that, they don't come to these kind of decisions in a snap kind of way, Harry. Yep. It's usually something that they thought about. They, they even said he went away with his wife, Terry. They went to their place on the lake and everything like that. He woke up yesterday and he said, man, I can't wait to get this going. And then midway through, he said, do I really want to do this? And he made like Danny Glover and Lethal Weapon. I'm too old for this bleep. And nobody should blame Nick Saban for feeling that way about a changing landscape 
in big-time college football. He's human just like everyone else, everyone listening to this show just like me and you, Freddie. Um, and that's the part of it I, I, I want our listeners to understand when it comes to these coaches, these players. Mm-hmm. There is a human element to these guys, right? And they wear down just like we wear down. Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially when it comes to NIL and the transfer portal. Right, Coach Saban? It did not have any effect on my decision. You know, I've always been one that no matter what's happened through the years, you know, whether they went no huddle and you had to adapt to it, they threw RPOs and you had to adapt to it. Uh, We had a changing environment in college football. You know, my thing was always don't complain about it. Try to figure out what the best solution is so that you can compete well in whatever the environment is. And that's always the approach that I've taken uh, in the situation and circumstance that we're in. I don't doubt him, but I think Nick Saban probably said, I can continue to do this, but I don't want to. (laughs) Well, I also like his messaging in that piece because, you know, everyone in college football doesn't have that mindset. Absolutely. And I'm not saying any names. You don't but, have to, but I know who you're talking about. You know what I mean? But, but the, for, for the greatest of all time to think that way and also share that with the world, yeah. I think it's something that people should really listen to yeah. and take yeah. in. Yeah, and not just people our age, but younger people who are not going to run into coaches like that that care a little bit more than you do, even though that should be on the same line. Which head coach will be harder to replace? Is it Nick Saban in Alabama or Bill Belichick of the New England Patriots? Let us know at 888-729-3776. And who should replace Bill Belichick as the next head coach of the New England Patriots? Wait until you hear what we have to say about that on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.